All right. Welcome, everybody, to Car Thoughts with David. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, today, uh, I have an interview with uh, Norma Gelly of Gelly Art. She is an artist, educator, social media expert. She's part of a team that's here locally in Charlotte, and uh, they do all kinds of events, art pieces, photography, videography, and just many, many, many different things. So I'll let her go into a little bit of that, and then we'll start this interview. So, Norma, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Norma Gelly. I'm Puerto Rican um, traveling artist. I did my bachelor's degree in Puerto Rico and humanities and fine art. And then I moved to San Francisco, where I lived two years, completing my master's in art education. Um I gathered a lot of cool ideas. San Francisco is amazing for news on to how to how to be an artist, basically how to make like your business. Um, and then I moved here to Charlotte to kind of implement my dreams, which is to make art accessible for everybody. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is so cool. And um, so, I mean, what brought you to Charlotte from from like San Francisco, other than it's a lot cheaper to live here? <laughs> um, well, my fiance, um, he's a photographer that is, he's the inspiration why Heli Art does photography and film production. And his brother actually works in NASCAR. And in San Francisco, it's amazing in a lot of sense, but it's also very hard to start a business and to start, um, something from scratch since there's already so many of everything. There's so much um, other artists doing the same thing. There's a lot of um, competition, and it's so expensive to start something there. So my brother-in-law, um, he said, hey, why don't you guys come here, and you'll have a roof. There's a lot of um, other TV channels and news, uh, news centers here, and I'm sure that you guys can start something here. So in two weeks, we actually sold everything in San Francisco and said, let's just do it. You know, when a, when a door opens, you can't think about the fear of what if. You just got to go ahead and just do it. So that's what we did. And in two weeks, we just sold everything and we moved here. It was my first time visiting Charlotte. I had no expectations, really. Just a lot of faith. And here we are. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and that seems to be um... – you know, a lot of people's story with coming to Charlotte. Um, I know I'm not originally from here. I came down from Ohio. Uh, my parents moved down. I was a kid. And, um, you know, a lot of people came to Charlotte from other, other places, other cities, other countries, um, you know, to come here. I, I don't know what, what it is, what the draw or what this focal point is, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot going on, a lot growing. And, um, you know, uh, you know, as as we met, you know, at the um, Queen City Grounds at the Paint and Sip, uh, which was really cool, and those are getting really popular. Um, so, uh, tell me a little yeah. bit about you know how you how you do your um, your art education and and what that uh, you know what that looks like for people that are listening. Yeah, so um, I started my I, my first student was actually a. 10-year-old um, back in Puerto Rico. Um, she was an excellent student. Um, she said that she wasn't creative, but I believe creativity lies in everybody. And my first student was, actually, I went 
I into her home and I gave a two hour class every week and I saw a lot of growth not only in her creativity and in her art skill but mostly in her self confidence. Um she as I said, she first said like, No, I can't do this and when I taught her that art is very simple, it's just learning to see things. Everything is a geometric shape and all of us know what a circle is and what a line is and what a rectangle is. It's just seeing how to how to talk to everybody and how to see how they see life so they can mirror it into their life. So that she inspired me into study arts education and in San Francisco um, I went into an adult probation center. That was my first class to more than a person. It was a five-student group. And teaching people that maybe are not the most receptible um, crowd to art. They were very close to see something new and to believe that they could create something beautiful. Um, really opened my eyes because when you actually break that barrier and show them that everybody you, everybody can do anything, you just got to believe that you can, um, and how to learn to speak to everybody so they can see themselves and they can create. That was definitely my motivation in San Francisco, and when I came here, um, I'm just looking for spaces and for people that are willing to understand that they can also create something beautiful. And artists, I think it's a language. It's not really about what you create. It's, I don't, I don't think it's about the final product. You know, I believe it's a process. It's a process that of you understanding, like, oh yeah. So if I mix these two colors that I thought. That it's not gonna be, uh, it's not gonna look cool. And when you mix it and when you do it, it actually looks cool. And when you see that, you understand that what you're doing, it doesn't have to look exactly. It's not a competition of who does it better, your neighbor or you. It's just the fact that you're doing something and you're speaking through colors. For me, that's magical. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm trying to do in all of the paint and sips or any other experience or opportunity that that comes up. That's my mission is for everybody to learn to speak through colors because it is a language. It is um when you when you see a painting, you can tell if it's sad or happy. Well, that's exactly what I want everybody to do through art. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I mean, and and that's so true. I mean, because you think about it, you know, as children, you know, we, um, you know, one of the things that we're taught is identifying colors. You know, that's one of those primary things that we're taught. We're taught mm-hmm. to read. We're taught to write. Uh, we're taught shapes, like you said, the geometrical shapes. We're taught colors. Um, and um, you know, I think that's so key. Uh, what you said as well about the. Uh, some of the older people just don't think they're creative anymore, and I, I don't really know what causes that because as children we're so imaginative, we're so um, yeah. We just we just use our imagination, and then as we get older, we're just like, oh, you know, I've I've went to school and I've learned all of this stuff, and now this is where I am at. I can't go outside of this this box. I 
can't be a painter, I can't be a writer or a musician or an artist. I'm a a CPA or a, you know whatever you know. And um, yeah, you know, I think that's very important and that's very awesome. What you're doing is to educate people that yes, you 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 can be creative. Anybody can paint. Anybody can do anything, like you said. And I, I totally believe that as well. I think that's very important. It's a. I did this. It is, it is, and I think everything is, the key is education, you know. Um, I did this project in uh, San Francisco High School um, where integrated science, art, and math. And my objective with that was, you know, artists being cut out of schools. You know, there's a lot of, I don't know how it is here in Charlotte, that problem where art is um, not a necessity in schools and it just doesn't have the budget. But in Puerto Rico and in San Francisco, it is definitely the case. And only private schools have art, at least in Puerto Rico and in San Francisco, I saw that. And my reaction to that is if you want the world to change, if you want um, better technology, if you want better buildings, if you want better, period, better anything, you have to teach that creativity lies in all of us. And in everything, in every single um, aspect, if you want to be a good with um, the economy and you want to solve, you know, new problems, you got to be creative and think of new solutions to these things that didn't exist before. So it's not on the books, you know, the solution is not on the book. So how do you do that? How do you create? How do you break that barrier of this is the only equation to solve a problem well you 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 create that solution with art you create it thinking creatively and that is what i'm trying to teach it's like if you are a scientist a scientist you know amazing art is in every step of the scientific equation because the first thing that you got to do is observe a problem and react to it think of questions of how can I solve that? Well, that step right there is art, you know, and that's what I want everybody to see in every, all of my lessons and of everything. It's like art lies in everything and we have to break the fear that we're not artists when the solution to have a better society and a better everything lies that you have to understand that, yes, you are creative. And you need to rely on your creativity to be a better human and to um, give something back, you know. We got to, if we want to be better in this community, well, then what are the problems and what are creative solutions to the problem? So that's definitely what I believe in as an artist and educator. And and that's that is I mean so true. That's just really resonated with me because you know you look at all the problems the world has out there and all the things that we're going through like the economy, uh, you know, wars, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, conflicts, and you know it's so true. Uh, we need different solutions. You know, we need to come up with creative ideas because obviously the ideas we currently have aren't doing the trick or we would have solved these problems by now. <laughs> so I think that's okay. absolutely, absolutely true. And and then, of course, like you said about, um, you know, science, 
and art having so much together and creative solutions. I mean, if you look at, like, say, Albert Einstein, I mean, his equation right. the universe and things like that. I mean, you know, I look at it, and to me it looks like art, quite frankly, because I have no earthly idea what happened to me. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. picture that he drew on a chalkboard, and, and, you know, but he knows what it means. He knows the full meaning of it, and, and it, it solves an equation and, and solves mysteries of the universe. So that, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Definitely. I mean, I think – I don't know. I, I was talking to my parents yesterday about that, and I, I said, like, I want to break this um, common thought that everybody has that it's like, oh, I want to be an artist. Well, it has to be look something like Michelangelo or, or you know, or Picasso or something like that, um, which is, I mean, amazing. Anybody that can do anything like that, I admire them because I can't paint like Michelangelo. You know, I have I have my own style, and that's the thing, like, a few years ago when I moved from Puerto Rico, I didn't believe in my art. I didn't believe in myself. I knew that I had a talent. I know how to understand colors. I know how to how to how to observe them and what texture goes well with another. But I didn't believe that I could do something that people wanted, you know? I had to, you know, step out of my comfort zone and just do it even if it went all bad and you know turns out I wasn't bad I, I learned how to believe in myself I know what I'm trying to say with that is with science as I just explained with math it's the same thing we just gotta learn how to observe what our talents are if your talent is talking if your talent is as you are observing that another person has talent and you want to expose that talent and help that other people see it, well, then that's an art, too, because not everybody can interview, you know? Not everybody can organize a talk show. That is an art. So when you start learning that everything that you do, every little thing is art, then you value it more and then you want to grow it more and you and that right there, that is the process of creating an art piece. That is the same thing of creating an image. As um, I don't know if I explained myself better there, but I hope you understood that. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, and and that's that's the thing. You know, people think of. Uh, sometimes I think also people think of creativity. Uh, like you said, as a fixed thing, like oh well, you know, if I'm if I'm going to be a painter and I'm going to make it, I should be good. Like like you said, like Leonardo da Vinci or Michelangelo or or the or Picasso, or if I'm going to be a writer, I need to be good. Like you know, um, you know, I can't think of any writers right now. That's crazy. Uh, but anyway, you know, they think they have to be good like this person before they can actually make it. And it's really not true, and you touched on that perfectly because you said you've got your own style, and that's what people want when they come to you for art. They want your art. They don't want to look – they don't want Michelangelo's art. They want your art, and I think that's important for the learn as well. It's about what they're creating from their soul, not not about what they're replicating from someone else. And what I've seen that, at least from – I mean – there's Norma, the educator, which makes, you know, other people value themselves and other people see that they're an artist. And there's Norma, the artist, which I um, I express myself. For me, art is a therapy. I 
Mostly I paint when I'm very overwhelmed and I don't know how to react to a situation. And before fighting, I prefer to paint or to do something. And then the process of painting is so calming to me. It soothes me. And after I paint, I can talk or I can, you know, come to my senses and and resolve the conflict in a more peaceful way. That's how I see my art-making process. And I don't know, I, I, the people that love my art and the people that, my, my customers, um, they, what they love about it is that they resonate with it, you know, that they know that I'm not perfect, as neither are they, and they can see in the colors that I create something, and they can see that, oh my gosh, she was so stressed when she painted this, because I usually paint faces and, They're very expressive, mostly they look sad, but all of my colors are very bright. And it's for me, it's it's interesting because when I see, when I paint those sad faces, I'm expressing that in the moment that I am painting, I am sad. But then when the colors that I choose are also bright and also warm, what I'm expressing is, you know, I'm getting out of it. I'm not I'm not gonna be on this sad um moment forever you know every feeling is is that it's a moment it passes you know you can't be stuck in it for the rest of your life because what productive thing are you going to take out of it you got to learn how to get out from that circle and learn how to have a smile and hopefully give a smile back to anybody around you and i love um I love art because I I love my customers because they see that and they hear your story. And somehow, it's magical, but somehow you see that your story is also in this other person that sometimes you don't even know, but it resonates with them. And it's maybe a spiritual thought, but I believe that we're all connected and art is just a way that unites all of us because all of us understand the colors that we are seeing, whether they're happy or sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's absolutely true. I, I think that just like um, all of the colors that we paint with, um, we all have uh, access to all of the same emotions as well. You know, they're like colors, um, on on the paint board, and um, you know, so when people look at look at art, they that color might be the color that they're expressing, uh, like a mood rink almost. Uh, we'll go back to the seven. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, actually so a that, great. I, <laughs> but yeah, that that color resonates with them, and they see that in their own life that they've painted with that color too emotionally on their journey, and that touches them, and that brings back a memory, a photo from their past uh, that yeah. you know, resonates. And um, yeah, you because know, I think that's very true. You know, we all have these these journeys where we're peaks and valleys. We're we're on top of the mountain, and the next hot thing we know, it we're in the valley. But the important thing is to is to move on and to keep going and and that's what like doing this podcast and writing is for me uh like you mentioned with painting is it's a way for me to express my emotion 
and to share my thoughts and, and visions and dreams so that, you know, I can move through it almost like a therapy almost. And, okay, I can yeah. work all of this out, and then I come back, and I'm good. You know, everything's, you know, back to normal. I'm on I'm on the level again. You're right. I see um, something magical in that process, too, of any art because art is not only – you know, I believe honestly that everything is an art. So when you create something with passion, then you're – I don't know, sometimes we think that it's only me that I'm feeling something or me that I'm going through this. You know, it's always, we live in this very me <laughs> scenario, no? Everything is around our little bubble. But then when we create and when we share our creation, whether it's music, writing, talking, whatever our creation is, when we share it and when other people react to it in any way, then we understand that, not only us you know it's not only me going through this or it's not only you know me period I'm in this world with a thousand other people that are going through exactly the same thing and feel exactly the same thing or have gone through that and can tell me oh my gosh I remember when I felt like that but now I don't anymore but I I you know, I surpassed that moment because I did this, 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 you know. And I don't know, I, I honestly feel it's it's a magical it's a magical thing to make yourself vulnerable and open to any artistic form at point period. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean and that's that's so true. I mean when you get out there and you're you, you get into something creative, any type of art form you are letting your your you know inner child so to speak come out you know you're 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 going back to like allowing your mind to be free you know because we keep it locked up in this little box of what we think we can do and then when you're creative you know as like i'm sure this is probably true for you for me uh when i start writing other ideas start coming to me other creative oh yeah other things start popping up that I'm like, wow, I never thought of trying that. I'm going to try that or this or, you know, go in this direction or write about this. And, you know, it just it, – it's almost like a, a, a waterfall effect. You know, you just – one drop, and then the next thing you know, a waterfall comes out of nowhere, and you've just, you know, written a book or painted a, a beautiful painting or, or composed a beautiful song. And, um, you know, that's, like I said, that's been my experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love hearing that because it's like you're capturing a moment because as you're writing, you're capturing the moment and emotion that you are living when you're writing. But you're also opening the door to a lot of the other, like, opportunities or thoughts or a lot of other things that happen because you're capturing this moment. I think that's just awesome, and that's an awesome way to live. <laughs> I applaud your creative ways. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, and I mean, it's it's just it's been such an amazing experience. Um, you know, I used to actually paint as a child. I think I'd mentioned that uh, when, when uh, we met. Um, you know, my my mom actually had an art class for us, me and my sister, and. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed it as a kid. Um, we would actually watch Bob Ross 
on PBS. Oh, I love Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what this generation is watching if they, they don't watch Bob Ross. <laughs> well, I mean, he's getting popular again. There, I've, I know I've seen books and, and puzzles and games, and uh, he's got like a little pop figure, you know, those little deformed-looking figures and stuff. So he's oh, getting yeah, I've popular again. So, so ho- hopefully um, – you know, hopefully he does because I, I really, you know, like I said, I enjoyed that as a kid. My mom bought us some, some canvases and, and some brushes. And, you know, it was just one of those things that until I came to that, um, that event at Queen City Grounds, you know, I hadn't painted in, I don't know, 15 years. And it was just so fun and exciting to just <laughs> sit there. And I had no idea what I was painting. I was just like, okay, I've got the picture. I've got a rough idea of what I'm doing. <laughs> And uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and I think that's the other side of creating art is, is it's just really fun. You know, it's it's exciting. It's it's uh, you never quite know what you're going to have. Like you said earlier about the journey, you know, you don't really know how the finished product is going to turn out, but you just end up, you know, you got to go with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. Um, Basically, um, what I'd like to do now is if you want to share um, how people can get in touch with you, um, you know, as far as uh, social media links, uh, website, uh, anything like that. And that way, you know, should anybody listen to the episode and they're interested in the Charlotte area to find out more or even further and they want to purchase your art, <laughs> um, how's the best way to do that? Yeah, so there's uh, multiple ways. Um, I'm uh always on Instagram. I think that's part of my uh generation. But my Instagram is Gully Art and there's an underscore right there and Gully is G as in um I don't know goat G E L Y Art underscore. That is my Instagram page. I also have a Facebook under the same name. Um my my page is gullyarts.com and my email is infoheliart at gmail dot com. Um, and I thank you so much for um, this time and speaking and sharing about the importance of art and art education. I invite everybody, uh, my next paint and sip is at Queen City Grounds in Uptown Charlotte, um, December 6th. And there's, I am also in another, there's a toy drive for Katie's, kit, Katie's Kids in Little, Little Otter Swim School, sorry. December 8th, I'll also be there um, painting otter cartoons personalized with um, children's names, and I would love to see you all there. Fantastic, yes. And I will put the links on the show description for everybody. Um, Thank you so much, Norma, for coming on the show. It's really been an honor having you here. Um, I will actually be seeing you on the 6th. I will be there at Queen City Grounds. (laughs) Oh, yay. um, Definitely looking forward to a, to another fun uh, painting event. And, um, again, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll send you the links once uh, once I have them. Uh, it'll air tomorrow morning. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for this amazing opportunity. And thank everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you and car thoughts out.